You're listening to the Daily Podcast, a program designed to encourage you through the reading of God's Word and to help you build your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us not forget that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, which says, And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Most of you have heard me said it before, and I'll say it again. Always read a verse of scripture in its context, else it becomes a pretext which leads to misinterpretation. In the previous chapter, the Apostle Paul outlined a number of spiritual gifts that God has given for the edification of the body of Christ. In chapter 13, he made a point to stress how important it was, and it still is, that those gifts be administered with love. Here's what he said, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, reading from verse 1 to 3. He said, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, but have not love, it profits me nothing. My friend, that's how important love is when administering those gifts. So we ask ourselves the question, what happened to all of the other gifts and virtues? And why is it that only faith, hope and love are left? Well, I'll give you a short answer. And then we'll take a closer look at faith, hope, and love. All the gifts mentioned in chapter 12 are for the edification of the body of Christ. But when Christ comes for the church, as we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, listen to what it says. It says that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. My friend, when Jesus comes to take us with him, there will be no need for prophecy because the church will be on its way to heaven. In John 14, verses 2 and 3, Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it would not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And he's telling them, don't be afraid. Trust me, I am Jesus. And then he continues, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Jesus is coming back for his church. He's coming back for all those who have accepted him as Lord and Savior. Those are the saved ones. 
and he's coming back for us. It's a promise and he keeps his promise. So hang in there. Just keep on waiting. Keep on waiting. Jesus is coming. Again, there will be no need for healing. First John chapter 3 verse 2 says, Dear friends, we are God's children now, but it has not yet been shown to us what we are going to be like. We know that when He comes, and this is Jesus, when He comes, we will be like Him because we will see Him as He is. So there's no need for miracles. We're going to have a great glorified body. Furthermore, 2 Corinthians 5 verses 1 to 5 says, Our body is like a house we live in here on earth. When it is destroyed, we know that God has another body for us in heaven. The new one will not be made by human hands as a house is made here. This body will last forever. Right now we cry inside ourselves because we wish we could have this new body, you know, which we will have in heaven. We will not be without a body now. You know, but we cry inside ourselves because things are hard with us. It is not that we want to die. Instead, we want to live in our new bodies. We want this dying body to be changed into a living body that lasts forever. And my friend, it is God who has made us ready for this change. He has given us His Spirit to show us what He has for us. And again, there'll be no need for knowledge because we will be like Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 12 says, All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then, I will know everything completely, just as God now knows us completely. May when Jesus come, you're going to have all knowledge. The knowledge that you have now, you use your brain, you use 10% of your brain right now. If you think you're smart, man, you really, you are dumb. We are all dumb. We don't use our brains. We don't have that knowledge. But I'll tell you, there's hope. When Jesus comes, my friend, you're going to have knowledge, man, it'll be unbelievable. You'll know all things. Can you imagine? You can't have that knowledge now because you don't know how to handle it. This body, this corrupted body does not know how to deal with that kind of knowledge. And that's why we don't have it right now. But the day is coming when we will have it. Now let's look at faith, hope and love individually. Faith, according to the Bible, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is now. It's it's something that it's happening now. Faith is not procrastination. Faith is now, and it's it's the substance of the things that you hope for. When you're hoping for something, that faith makes that thing that you hope for it's like a reality. Faith says it's it's now. It's it's right here hope you hope for it you know you're waiting for it to come but when you use faith you gotta have some patience with it else you might just shipwreck your faith and you get nothing but right here I wanna I wanna bring in the imagination into this just kinda spruce it up a little bit 
Imagine for a moment something that you want, something that is attainable. For instance, you read the scriptures which talk about a place called heaven where the streets are made of gold and precious stones. And as you think about that and the beauty of it, your desire begins to change the hope. Now you're hoping that you can go there. But listen to this, beloved. If your hope is according to what the world's definition of hope is, then you would be in a state of wishful thinking. Because the world's definition of hope is like, maybe it will happen, maybe, maybe not. There's a sort of double-mindedness in there. But if your hope is according to what God says about hope, then you know that there is hope for you to get there. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says in Colossians 1.27, it is Christ in you the hope of glory. You want to see that glorious kingdom. And if your hope is in Christ, he will get you there as promised. 1 Peter 1, 3-5 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And, and he did that uh, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, which faded not away, reserved in heaven for you, you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Don't forget now that it is by grace through faith that you are saved. That's how important faith is. As you all know, that there are times when we begin to lose hope, and that's when faith comes to its aid. Faith and hope usually work together. They are called the power twins, always looking out for each other. That's what the church needs today. The church needs some power twins helping each other in times of trouble. My friend, if, if you are one of those twins, find your partner and go help someone who has lost their way. The church has so many people that need help. They need the power twins to help them up. Then there was love. First John 4 it says God is love. God doesn't need hope and faith because he's God. He doesn't need anything. He has everything. We are the ones who need faith because the Bible says in Hebrews 11.6 without faith it is impossible to please God. We also need the love of God, and so does faith. The Bible says in Galatians 5, 6 that faith works by love. If faith doesn't have that vehicle, it cannot work. If it doesn't have that, that ignition power that love gives, faith cannot work. Without faith, without, uh, without faith, you know, you can't do anything. Almost everything that you do takes some faith. I don't say you don't have any faith now. Because Romans 12, 3, it says that, that God has dealt every man the measure of faith. So you do have some faith. God has put that there. You see? Without God's love in this world, there would be no world. 
we would destroy each other. But thank God for Jesus Christ. He has come to rescue us. God's love, my friend, is an everlasting love that reigns in eternity and it never fails. God's love is an agape love that has rescued us from the bondage of sin through the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. Faith and hope are virtues that come from God and they need love to function. And for that reason and other reasons, I say, the Bible says that the greatest of these is love. Amen? Well, it's that time again. But I do hope that you will bless by what you've heard today. Till the next time, this is Anthony and Cindy saying, love is everything. But without love, you are nothing. Amen?